Hello and welcome to another podcast. I know, as ever, there's been a bit of a gap. I've been busy doing things and generally not being bothered to get all the editing done. But here's one for you. So here's what I got up to on the radio earlier today. The reason I had a little snooze in the car today is because I was busy this morning. Well, last night did a gig out in Oxfordshire. I mean, it's a long shot, but if anyone from that gig's listening, how you doing? It's good. It's a fun night, isn't it? Fun night. And to drive back, it's mainly B roads all the way for some reason. And then up early this morning on a, like a news outlet discussing all this stuff to do with Boris Johnson and the Christmas parties. Many questions are yet to be answered. One of the parties was, according to some speculation, in Boris Johnson's flat. And the theory is that he, he somehow didn't know that it was happening. If he was at work in number 10 and upstairs above number 11 is the party, that's where the flat is. I think it's time that we realised that wallpaper that costs 80 grand it's probably worth it if it's that acoustically deadening you can have a party in the room and the wallpaper just absorbs it you can't even hear there's a party happening downstairs i should because i'm redoing my shed as a studio can we get me some of that 80 grand wallpaper they're shaking their heads i'll take that as a yes um also earlier today then when i was uh, chatting about the news and whatever i was on a, an outlet where after i was speaking uh, Deputy Labour MP, whatever it's called, leader Angela Rayner was on. And she was talking about this. She was saying that there must be some evidence of the Christmas parties because there were people dressed up doing Secret Santa. And I say to you, Angela Rayner, if you're listening, and I know you're a big fan of the show, Christmas party evidence, yes. People, have, uh, dr- people being dressed up, evidence, why not? But there won't be any evidence of Secret Santa. It's a secret. Come on, this... Unless you're not taking Secret Santa seriously, and I go full in on this, when Secret Santa, not only does the recipient never know who gave the gift, the receipts are burned. I always use cash, so there's absolutely no paper. This time I might do Dogecoin, just to make sure that there is absolutely no traceability. Angela Rayner, it's like you've never done Christmas. Time 107.5, Lady Gaga and Stupid Love. And if you're going to refer to it as Stupid Love, I can understand why you're not getting it. I want your Stupid Love. There's, there's an insult within the request there. That's like saying to someone, can you cook me some of that more food that you do? No, I think would be the answer. I think it would very much be a no. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Already, we're up and we're running. You can get in touch with the show by uh, calling 01708741075. What we're looking at, 24 minutes to... Well, it's time for a Steve from Upney update. Steve from Upney date. Hello. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Steve from Upney, how are you? Oh, well, a bit of a surprise this morning. I went outside to put my rubbish out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the steam engine with 12 carriages of people on went past my house. Why did and you throw that away? Just, yeah, yeah. Um, I live across beside the railway lines, and I uh, oh. put out the rubbish. Oh, can I, oh, oh look at this. Shh, shh, shh. And the steam train's gone past. It's got 12 carriages. It was full of people. That- I know that in, in America, sometimes they do coach tours around Hollywood where you can see the residents of um, the, the famous special people. Do you get the feeling that this train service has been put on so that people can look to see where Steve from Upney lives? No, no. Are you sure? No. Yeah, I mean, I looked out the window, people were taking into uh, their breakfast and they were in tea and cakes, and, mm-hmm. you know, and some, some were actually dressed up with bow ties. So, yeah, unless it was a Christmas party, you know, it could be a special. With Christmas uh, party? Uh, Did they look like they were all conservatives? 
No, no, no. There was no music, but so they weren't conservatives. I mean, I don't think yeah. I don't think they're not being music doesn't prove that they weren't conservatives. Unless you've done a really clever pun about the conservatoire. That's oh, don't mention don't mention that. But I mean, these chips are they're quite expensive. I, I looked at a brochure about two, well, I think a year ago. I think they charged about you sort of over nine hundred quid for a day out. <sighs> 900 quid, though, to be fair, for a, a train trip where you get to see where Steve Martin lives. It's an option. I'm just saying, we're getting near Christmas. You might want to think about getting a loved one a gift. You've got 900 quid sploshing around. Next thing you know, God, what, what have I got for, for Christmas? Unwrapping the thing. A day out to see where Steve Martin lives. Oh, you shouldn't have. Later on, after four, when we're doing requests, we might end up playing a song, especially for someone who's must be celebrating today, uh, the Prime Minister. Uh, birth of another child. Congratulations, Prime Minister. Uh, Carrie has given birth, I guess, uh, throwing a big party? No, no, too soon. Okay, well, either way, I mean, I, th- I think it's quite impressive. They've not been together long, have they? And yet they're already on child number two. Child? No wonder they call her Carrie. By the way, um, have you read more news about this um, this Christmas tree Christmas tree Trafalgar Square? The one from Norway, yes. We might be getting yeah. a new one. Yes, right, yeah. They're going to make a decision today, but the Taiwanese now, it's, I think there's quite a lot of heavy snow. So uh, they had a problem with the gist of it, it's getting over. They got a bit bashed, and they said it, it, it's embarrassing for the Norwegian people. Because what I thought, because we get sent uh, a tree by Norway to thank us for our role in the war, don't we, every year. And I thought by the state of the tree they gave us this time, they wanted us to start buying our own. Because it looks like a passive-aggressive tree. This is what we're going to give you. Uh, In the next hour, we could be looking at some of these new stories I've spotted in the papers. One story says, all the places where you'll need to wear a face mask from Friday under new rules. Interesting, because there'll be lots of different ones. Back in the old days, do you remember when the only place you needed to wear a face mask was if you were talking to Roy Hattersley? And that is as up-to-date as I like to keep my topical comedy. (laughs) Uh, Also in the papers, there's a story which I think we will be looking at. Man left fuming over similarities between Cadbury Santa and Easter Bunny. We'll get to the bottom of that one, because it's true. You never see them in the same room at the same time. They both have the ability to just suddenly appear all around the globe to do with religious events. Wouldn't that be a plot twist if it turns out same person all along? More on that story later. The Daily Mail, I think it was, went with a headline saying that the Prime Minister now has at least seven children. That's a, that's a phrase, isn't there? Eh? And I did say, look, to congratulate the happy man. Because he's all about uh, partying. Uh, what I thought we'd do is think of a song that we could play him. Because he's a big fan of the show. Boris listens a lot. Uh, Graham in Brentwood says, Hi, Steve. Enjoying the show as always. Thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. Uh, can't help but feel the joy for the Prime Minister's latest arrival. Perhaps we can dedicate Luther Vandross's Bad Boys Having a Party to commemorate this momentous occasion for all of the British public. Kind regards, Graham in Brentwood. That is exactly the kind of request we'll take more of. Email on air time1075.net. More of those, possibly fewer of these, that goes uh, Kevin in Hornchurch. Says, afternoon, Steve. Just decorated the tree. I've put my balls on the lower and middle branches, uh, but are having difficulty on the higher ones. Thanks. Any suggestions? Yeah, i got a few. Yep. Um, just another breaking news. You know these e-scooters have been banned from the, on, the, on the tube? Have they? Well, you, why do you need an e-scooter on the tube? If you're already on one form of transport, it's like going for a jog on an intercity. 
what I keep catching the light, and, the, and there's about uh, so far there's about twenty five fires, and you take your scooter on, and it keeps catching the light, hmm. and they're having to stop. The people having to um, hold up trains and get the scooters off the trains. Well, that's annoying, isn't it? Because yeah. you're not allowed to smoke inside these days, so. <laughs> Keeping up to date, so much news we need to talk about because we need to relentlessly remind us of the issue of Christmas parties and the government because they might be trying to do things to get us to not talk about that. So, got to talk about that instead. Plus, also in the news, one in 20 kids of primary school age do not know how to ride a bike, and only one in three have cycled this year, according to a new survey. And I wanted to mention this today because it gives me an opportunity to give you an update. Me, at the age of whatever age I am. I'm certainly older than primary school. Let's not give away the exact age, because I don't want to ruin my chances of being on the telly again, but, um, you know, I'd forgotten how to ride a bike until I started this year not able to ride a bike. And then, oh, when was it? Like June or something? I thought, this is getting a bit silly, this. So I popped down Lakeside, got myself a bike. It's a small, it's a foldable, it's a collapsible one. Because I thought, what I need something that both me and the bike can have in common. And our ability to collapse is that, you know, we've got a bond. And since then, I've been relearning how to ride a bike. And I can still indicate going left. I can start to indicate going right as well now. I'm getting pretty good at this. And the latest update is that I had my first puncture. Again, the bike, not me. I've had loads of them. Um, but I did I did my first puncture repair. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? And then I also bought an inner tube that's got some of that liquid in so I don't have to do that ever again. Um, but you're up to date. Look at me. And if I keep working hard at some point, I could be as skillful as... What was it again? 80% of primary school-age kids. I don't walk away from this link feeling very good, do I? Taking suggestions for a song that we could play to Boris Johnson, because, look, for all the... Yeah, of course, it's easy to sit around and be sarcastic and satirical and all these, you know, lampoon, all these words that get thrown around. But when there's a new baby around, it's time to be sincere. And so what songs would you have us play for Boris Johnson? Uh, Ted in Elm, um, Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. Tunes for Boris. You should play Maggie's Last Party. There I am. Uh, Martin gets in touch with an email making quite a few suggestions. Elvis Presley, party. Wanda Jackson, let's have a party. Marvin Gaye, two can have a party. But then thank you to Dave who gets in touch on the email and suggests Orson ain't no party. So, I mean, the total opposite. We're definitely not just doing the same theme. Five, Rock the Party. Lisa gets in six. Any songs that would really be celebrating Boris Johnson having a new kid. Any of those. Any of those. Anything by Block Party. I'm just, just coming up with ideas to, you know, songs that would really welcome that new child along. Now, another thing in the news that we can talk about today, it's not all going to be that, we need to discuss this issue of a house that looks like Skywalker's childhood hut has sold for almost £225,000. So earlier today when I was doing my little media thing, I got a camera set up at home with some lights, I tweeted a picture of it, and one of the lights is like a, a stick light, they're not all ring lights. And someone, I should have got their name, someone tweeted me saying, I like your lightsaber, because it does look a bit like that. And I tried to do some sort of comment saying, oh yeah, using the force to use Zoom. It was too early. No wonder I didn't do a good joke. What I should have said is, I'm Luke Skype Talker. But, sorry, <laughs> that's so bad. It's so bad that I even jotted it down. But, 
and this house that looks like Luke Skywalker's child at home, Star Wars fans have gone wild for a dome-shaped, affordable property with an uncanny resemblance to Luke Skywalker's child at home. And you say that, I'm looking at the pictures, I'm only seeing one moon. Uh, or one son or whatever it is. Uh, a house that is a spitting image of that hut has just sold for £225,000. The one-storey, three-bedroom home boasts three domed sections, 38 acres of land, and uh, a very own solar-powered energy generator. Any uh, droids? Just looking through some of the pictures. What about those droids? No, they're not the, they're not the droids I'm looking for. So I suppose the question I would be asking today... Look, I could sit here just doing vague Star Wars references whilst reading out this story. I'm tempted. But it's going to be, what themed thing would you have? You see it in the news every so often. There's someone who's uh, turned a house, a room in their house, into basically the uh, Starship Enterprise. And you think to yourself, not married then, but and it looks great. What would you go for? If you were to entirely deck out one of your rooms, what theme would you choose? Give me the kiss of life. I mean, the time and a place, Kylie. I can't help thinking that if you were to suddenly get the kiss of life, the, the breathing into your mouth, oh, it'd be like dry drowning. <sighs> Unless you time it just right, and even then, oh, breath. I probably took that too seriously. Afternoon, I'm Steve. Thank you very much for your request that we're taking. Maybe we'll play them, maybe we won't. It depends. We'll see if Boris Johnson's listening. But thanks to the birth of the latest child taking requests that are, you know, really meant in a good, proper spirit. Because we're kind on the show here. 01708 Hello. Hello, Steve. Great show, mate. Oh, Brilliant, as always. Glad you're enjoying uh, it. For Boris, what about It's My Party? It's as in, and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah. Beautiful. Or die if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> because that, yeah, that Allegra Stratton woman, she had a little cry yesterday, didn't she? She certainly did, mate, oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly we all did. felt sorry for her, didn't we? Well, um, brilliant. All right, we'll add that to the list. That's Bob from Elm Park, mate. All right, cheers, Bob. We'll add that one down there. And also, you're getting in touch about the themes that you'd have your rooms after some blokes and Star Wars theme. There's always someone who's got too much time on their hands. What would you go for? Kevin in Hornchurch says, Steve, as a kid, I always wanted a Doctor Who TARDIS bedroom. Uh, as there was a police box adjacent to Bethnal Green Tube Station. I bet that got some use. Um, and Jane gets in touch, says, Hi, Steve, I would turn our spare bedroom into a scene from The Blitz. Furniture shoved in at all angles, coats and shoes abandoned everywhere, total carnage. Oh, hang on. The two young folk who still live here have done that already with the furniture they've bought for their new flat. I think we've we've stumbled into a domestic. We'll back out of that one slowly. Hello. Was there a song out called Liar Liar F***ing Pants on Fire? Hmm. Uh, I mean, if there is, it's probably probably not loaded into a radio station system. Hmm. So you're not Uh, not a big fan of what he's been getting up to? I'm not a big fan of him at all, I'll be quite honest. My stance on him has changed hell of a lot. He's a a lying f***ing as far as I'm concerned. I'll tell you what, I'm not a political person, but he's really bored my f***ing, he says. (laughs) Really has done me I'm not a political person, but I will use the highly political phrase. It's really boiled my p- Yes. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. A couple more emails coming through. Bill in Collier Row, a request for Boris Johnson, says, Hi, Santana Samba Party. Regards, Bill. All right, good one from that. And Martin says, on the topic of uh, what themed rooms would you like in your house, he says, have you ever read Fifty Shades of Grey? So just delete that one before we get any further on that. 
Thank you. Bye. Um, fits in with the, what we're talking about on the show. Did you see the story earlier this week or end of last week of a bloke who made like a really long model train railway thing in his home and never let his missus know? He did it in secret. <laughs> and there was something like, because he had a lot of stuff delivered, as you need to, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff arriving. And he said he was doing something like trading in wine. He was buying really? and selling wine so that crates could arrive. Did you not see mm. that story? I mean, that's... It's a divorce waiting to happen, isn't well, it? Well, divorce is a nice thing. I mean, I was I was thinking more sort of uh, Sutcliffe vibes with that. I mean, that that is yeah. a lot. Which she's not paying a lot of attention. And I really. don't know, I don't know how that's true. Yeah, let's blame her. But <laughs> I I'm not sure how he got away with it. But if I had spent months, you know, remember the entire lockdown building a secret railway thing, um, and then all of a sudden the missus finds it. To, to front it out, I would say, how else am I managed to smuggle the people out? Make it like an underground railway thing. I'm the hero of the piece. Yes. That's how I do it. They're only small. They'll fit there. Yeah. Create our own narrative. <laughs> That's the only way. It's the only way, Steve. I also promised you at the start of the hour, we'd look into some of the coverage of when you're meant to wear masks and not. Because uh, the new rules coming in, face masks to be worn, indoor venues, including cinemas and theatres from Friday. I read that and thought, oh, no. Because like, most of my mortgage gets paid through stand-up comedy. And I don't know if you've ever done stand-up, but uh, it's harder when everyone's got their face covered. It's, I mean, the, the laughter is muted, barely audible, muffled at best. And then on top of that, they're going to be wearing masks. <laughs> my gigs ain't going to be that much fun, are they? Uh, but then I started to look at the details. All the places you have to wear face masks from Friday. Uh, in fr- let's have a look. Nightclubs. Don't care. Don't go there. Indoor events with 500 attendees. My gigs do not come up to that level. All right. Thank you. Large outdoor gatherings like sports games. If you go down the list, there's some that's a bit more surprising. Um, well, it says pharmacies. I think maybe people in pharmacies should wear masks anyway because... Yeah, you're in a pharmacy. But auction houses. I hadn't thought of that. So you have to wear a mask in an auction house, which might mean I want to go to an auction house. Because that way you could sit there, stony-faced, and then just start shouting out numbers of money, and they'll never know it's you. £1.5 million. Pounds. Did you do that? Me? No, me, mate. No, no. £2 million. Pounds. Who keeps doing that? Um, so that's me sorted out for the weekend. The story of the house that basically looks like a, a Star Wars Tatooine-style pot. You know, the, where an uncle would live. And, I mean, what are you going to do, though, if you live there? I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm getting the news story and then vaguely walking up to a Star Wars reference. And that's what... Let's do it. What would you do if you bought this pod thing that looks like a place where Luke Skywalker grew up on Tatooine? Doesn't look like there's a lot around there. Kill your time just... Trying to take aim at womp rats, I guess. But why would you need the skill to be able to hit something that's like two metres wide? Really need to stop doing that. You can get in touch on the question of what would you theme your room as? Uh, 01708741075. Hello. Do you know what? I think I'd go for some sort of undersea sort of looking thing, you know, with, with a few sharks floating around, a few rays here. Um, you know, something nice and tranquil 
to, to make me stop swearing and, and don't make me so angry. And you know how I get very angry. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could I retire the bleep I'm, machine. It'd be great. Do, yeah. When you say underwater, are you talking maybe Finding Nemo, um, Little Mermaid, or uh, more like the no, Abyss? We're, we're talking. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking real fish, not. Not pretend little Nemo's, we're talking real right. proper fish here. Oh, you know, um, the spy who loved me, the guy with the yes, wet fingers. Yes, Jer- Jer- Jergensen, whatever his name is. Eric, Eric Jergensen. Eric. That's him, uh, him. <laughs> yeah, like that. That would be brilliant, you know. But obviously I don't want to wake up and see that someone's hand sitting there, you know, that, that he'd put... It put in the water. Floated so by. You know, <laughs> exactly. I bet you can you see know, what time it is. Look that. at the watch. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that, that's giving me a point. Now, I've got, I've got to try and learn all the, all the names there of all these fish. Because when Roger Moore went there, he had to know all the names of the fish. Yeah. When he asked him. Nearly so, caught him out, but he knew it was the blowfish. The and, blowfish. And, it, and, and just like as well, just like old Timothy Dalton in, in the other one. Because he, it, when he went to that, that fish place... He had to know. Oh, he's looking for a car carrying car carriers. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. There's a lot of fishmongery happening in the Bond films that I'd never noticed before. Octopusy. Yeah. <laughs> fishy. Fishy, isn't it? You know. Something very fishy about that. Yeah. Smudger in Dagenham says, Hi, Steve. I'm thinking of turning my front room into a 10 Downing Street. Ah, that's a good theme. Well done. Um, he says, And do just as Boris and his boffins have done and see just how much I can get away with. Interesting. I'm starting a GoFundMe to pay for everything. Is that how they did it? Okay. He says, Please, could you play Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Is that also a request for Boris Johnson? No, it's not true. That's, come on. Uh, we're all for mocking those in charge and holding the government to account but it is not true that boris johnson doesn't apologize for things just the other week he said forgive me forgive me forgive me but mainly when he couldn't find the right page of his peppa pig speech other than that not so sure and we've been taking requests for boris johnson and admittedly, it's mainly been me saying let's play a song for the birth of his new child and people have been requesting songs that have the word party in them as if to somehow show up that the Conservative Party might be having some issues about parties. And look, we can't do that all day. We No, come on, we, we're better than that. We can rise above that. So uh, in terms of songs you'd request for Boris Johnson, Phil gets in touch and says, Steve, how about playing... Shaking Stevens, This Old House. That's a song about a refurbishment that sounds costly. Well, we'll look into that. Yeah, no, there's Steve. You know this government policy? I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I've got an idea. On Monday, when everybody works from home, right? Right? Yeah. Take the phone off the hook, pull out the socket of the wall, we'll go down the pub for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, I often think about taking the phone off the hook, yes. All right. You've done it. You've made it to the end. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to and sitting through all of the podcast. Your ears make it all worthwhile. You can find me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Had a thing go uh, mini viral earlier on today. It's just when people get upset about things that I say. It's really the opposite of a success, virality these days on social media. And also subscribe to the podcast. We'll do some more of these as and when. Till next time. Bye.